You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindler. You're a Mexican butler. Right. Uh, That's when you get a fat ass, but it goes straight to your heart. Exactly. Exactly right. They got health problems. Yeah. Uh, everybody, this is worst possible timeline. I'm How Patrick. I'm Eric. What do you want to do, man? I I I, I can't do this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Which shit? Our podcast? Which I'm, shit? I'm spent. I'm spent, man. I'm I'm like exhausted by everything. It's like, yo, yo, do do the people out there really want to hear us? Just fucking jaw on some bullshit on whatever's going on yo the new it's like the news cycle is it's 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 exhausting man so we are becoming more popular as you descend into madness (laughs) is that true so yeah so i'm like kind of tempted to push you further and further Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know what people. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to be that guy. I mean, I can. I can descend into madness. It's. I'm chill with that. But I don't know how to be. I can't. I can't be the. I can't be the mad dog. That's just not my. That's not my natural role. You're the mad dog. What if you're pushed into the corner? Ugh. That's just so fucking annoying. That's just annoying. What What if it's so Daredevil Born Again? It, it, the Kingpin systematically strips Matt Murdock of uh, the, uh, the daredevil of everything that matters to him. Right. And his, so his credibility, his, uh, his place of safety, his job, everything, he strips it from him. And then obviously uh, uh, daredevil has to fight his way back from nothing. Is that but true? yeah. So what if I, at one point he's sleeping in an alleyway. So what if I, destroyed you well, for the sake for the sake of the podcast mm, 
And how are you doing this? You're just by just by just throwing news items at me? No, no, no. I'm gonna uh, use Russian bots to call you a pedo. <laughs> uh, That's not good. I, and and then uh, I'm going to turn your folks against you by giving you COVID. Mm. Uh, I'm going to freeze your assets, uh, which really just amounts to your bank account and your switch. Mm, uh, pretty much. By a, a filing uh, 10,000, uh, I'm going to get an Indian uh, uh, like tech firm uh, with no scruples to lodge 10,000. Yeah, I don't like the sound of this, I have to say. It. It's, uh, this is not 10,000 individual PayPal disputes with you. So we're going to freeze you out of you there? functioning society so that you can come back stronger, more intense and ready to push us over to a listenership where you and I can live off of this podcast and rub people's money on our genitals. Mm. Uh, that sounds nice. That, that I got, I got to say the end result sounds nicer than the, you know what the podcast, everything just cut out while you were, whatever you were saying. And all I heard was the end, which was rubbing other people's money on my genitals. So whatever you said, let's I'm in. Let's do it. That's excellent. Uh, I'll contact <laughs> I'll contact the Russians and the Indians about this now. Um, so listen, I'm in the same place. This has been a crazy news week. The Dixie Chicks changed their name. If I mean, come on. If yeah, we haven't right. if we haven't reached the all right, everybody, listen, I'm going to play into your fucking fantasies now. Our listeners who think I'm right wing or whatever, I'm going to just play into it no. and, use, and use the language of the, of the, of, of the 4chan. <sighs> well, we already know that you're, that you're last episode, you were chugging black pills. So like, where do you even go from there? Is I'm a dealer point? now. Oh, you're a, de- <laughs> you're a dealer. Well, I think, I feel like we've been dealers. Which yeah, I'm a bl- sits weird with me, to be honest. Full-on black pill dealer. Right. Uh, so, because we've talked about racist, schizophrenic Twitter, right? Um, probably. So, I'm now following a bunch of, like, young kids that have, like, Mel Gibson Stan accounts and shit like that. Oh, and, my God. Oh, it's great. It's so fucking good. It's children. Literal children who are so psyched to be edgy and like they're out here saying that like they're using like, like apocryphal Hindu texts to, uh, to, to demonstrate that if you have blue eyes, you are, uh, your, your karma is superior. Uh, and they're saying racist shit that is so, fucking outside the millennial hysteric zeitgeist that it's where I belong. Like I might, I might try to like 21 jump street, the kids and like get in on that Twitter and start my own Mel Gibson Stan account. And I might live the life because I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm really tired. I mean, it, I feel like it would be an easy transition because we're already, we're like non-ironic Mel Gibson stands, but I, I mean, obviously not the fucking the weirdo shit he says, but like, I like his movies, love his movies, and I, I'm open to I'm open to his views. I just got to hear him out. Uh, <laughs> but what I was going to say see, is, here's did you, the, did you see the accusations of what he may have said on set? Yeah, w- what set though? Oh, I don't know. It's something with Winona, Winona Ryder, but I, I think Winona Ryder is the one that said. 
<laughs> that repeated some of the things that he said. And if that's if that is a true allegation, if he really said those things on set, this man is wildly antisocial. Yeah, but it wasn't a recent set, was it? I don't think so. I don't think I, I can't. Oh, you know, or was it at a party something. or it, it, maybe it was at a party? I don't know. I, I don't even read this shit. This is where I'm at right now. So the right wing language I was going to use is clown world because there's no debate. Listen, you don't got to be right wing to fucking accept that we're living in clown world. You could be the most fucking like progressive motherfucker out there and just, you know, this is clown world. There's no debate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're fucking, everything is crazy right now. Uh, I watched straight up. I watched two people get canceled hard for their behavior when they were 14 years old. Really? Eric, come on, dog. Yeah. Well, there was <laughs> come someone, on. We, we got hit from people wanting us to talk about what's going on in the wrestling world because they're having their own, like, Me Too wave, and, and they canceled a dude. Not so much canceled, but they, well, I don't know, whatever you, however you want to define it. They, uh, you know, people pulled up a, a clip of him on a podcast in 2016 when he was... 21 or 22 saying some saying something foul you know and uh you know man i'm just gonna fucking be honest with y'all if if i wouldn't want to read or hear anything all the dumb shit that i said when i was 21 the dumb fucking idiot moron drunk from queens Uh, oh no eric that's who you are until the day you die who worked in a fucking grocery store and had absolutely no regard for his life I am very blessed that not much from that era of my life exists. Eric, that is simply who you are. And there is here's no the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, yo, I'm willing to cop it. Yo, uh, I, I <laughs> you you ran you ran a chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> It, Eric, it's fine. Uh, people can grow. You're going to lose some fans over this, but you're going to gain others who respect your candor. You were the grand salamander of the Sunset Park clan. It's and it, here's, here's the reality of the situation, man. It's like, yo, I like who was who isn't saying dumb shit when they're 20 years old? You know what I mean? And like, well, Eric, you know what? your role as the opulent newt of of the clan <laughs> uh it's it goes beyond you saying just dumb shit you know like you were yeah you were pretty virulent even uh, i remember at the time the other clans members thought you were a bit on the extreme side <laughs> it's uh it's not it's look look man people when they're young are fucking stupid right i mean i think that's pretty fucking clear right i think that can be pretty much agreed upon by all of human beings right if you're 20, no, I, like if, just, you, if you want to hold people accountable for what they said, you said you saw people getting canceled when they were 14, man. That's like, yo, high school. Oh, yo, yeah. your your brain is like in the in its larval form still. Uh, yes, one would think oh. that there would be less accountability for things that you do prior to adulthood. One yeah. would think, uh, but, but you know what do I know? F- fuck it, what do I know? Kill kill, kill them all. But here's the thing, man, like as, yo, there's not a lot of space for growth anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's not like no one wants to even see that shit, you know? 
like people just want to be ki- like they want to kill you know and it's like as the future becomes more and more mediated right as like more and more people are using phones and social media and doing podcasts and putting themselves out there yo it's going to be harder to 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 shy away from those things or duck like it's just going to like your idiot self is going to be captured on celluloid in its in its in its in its form and it's like Yo, people, the way they consume shit is like visually and, 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 and auditarily. So it's like, yo, it's just like, I feel bad for the kids, man. I feel bad for kids because there's no, like, people are not willing to hear you out ever. Like, you're not allowed to, like, move on from, from things. And it's like, yo, given these kids, I'm, I'm going to sound like a fucking old person now, but it's like when you give these kids phones and shit, right? Like they can just like torture each other through the internet without having to like confront another kid. You know what I mean? Like when you're, when kids are mean, like, like one kid is mean to another kid and then they get to like witness the ramifications of their meanness and watch the other kid like grimace and go like, ow, you hurt me with, with your bullshit. And like the person who was mean, the child who was mean is able to like take that in and be like, oh, I don't like making other people feel like that. That was horrible. Like, you develop this empathetic skill at this age. But when you do it through the internet, you're not fucking getting that shit. You're not doing it. Like, you're not getting that info. Like, you don't see the person's reaction. You just feel good because you were bad. You 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 hurt somebody. And you're just we're just breeding a generation of fucking sociopaths. And, like, you know, I really think that social media is like a fucking cancer. You geriatric bitch. <laughs> I'm not with You're the kids, so, man. So fucking old. Our listeners who are fucking 22 don't give a fuck about your old man's status, your fucking your takes on social media. You listen. I just did some axe to grind podcasts on the internet, and uh, like at some point, I was like, "Oh, this is this topic is so beat because." It just is what it is. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. No, we, can't yeah. un, we can't uncreate fire. You know, that, well, that's that's fucking for sure, man. It's like there's you're right there. There is no there's no going back, you know, unless, unless like a generation of people who have kids, you know, deny their kids access to to technology, which they're not going to do because it pacifies them really easily. It makes fucking parents jobs easier. So, yeah, you're right. Once these things are out there, you, ex- you said it exactly right. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. So, well, I got to was- I, I do not have a lot of hope for the future these days. You, you, oh, I have none. You, you, black pill, Eric. Black pill. <laughs> take take a couple of these black pills. So, have you? Uh, you've never read Dune, but you, have you seen the Lynch movie? I have not seen the Lynch movie. I'm. I want to read Dune. Okay, Dune's great, but the but the Lynch movie's painfully boring. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. I can't get uh, past the fact that I have to like read words. Yeah, no, I'm I'm there with you. But <laughs> um, in Dune. Uh, the idea is uh, there is a ban on thinking machines. There is uh, computers are 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 not allowed uh, in the future, and uh, I'm right there. I'm I'm right there with it. Uh, I think that what I saw the last week was true. Fucking basically, we've allowed the mob a thing that all thinking human beings should find repellent on a fundamental like in your in your fucking gut in your heart in your soul you should find a mob to be revolting it should it's, when i see a mob of human beings 
it's like when you open in the summer, when you open the garbage bin and there's maggots all over the garbage and they're writhing on top of each other and moving around and it looks like a shitty fucking uh, nine inch nails video. Like that, that's my feeling when I see a crowd of people, when I see a mob of human beings and we have so allowed and so encouraged uh, a mob. I see so much misinformation on the internet now that I think it's disinformation. I think that there must be a plot here because otherwise my faith in humanity, if I see another story shared by somebody who is well-intentioned, but does not read anything past the headline, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. There's a lot of that. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm seeing people like Eric, did you see the, the human trafficking house burned down in Minneapolis the other day or Milwaukee, Milwaukee, one of them. Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I don't believe that a single person who shared that because there's so much misinformation in, in, in what people are sharing. I refuse to believe that anybody with a critical lens at all could have read the shit, looked into it and shared that. I think people are just reading the tweet and sharing the tweet, which is so fucking scary. Like for example, did you know Justin Bieber's canceled? Uh, I think I saw that one fly by. Yeah. Anonymously accused by someone without even a photo to their profile <laughs> who tagged hundreds of viral tweets, hoping that people would read the tweet underneath the viral tweet, the responses, and this would take off. So, Make no mistake, this is not somebody sharing their truth. It's an effort to destroy Justin Bieber. Now, if you believe the accusation uh, and you think that if Justin Bieber did these things, then he should be denied his ability to make a living, okay, that's one That's one perspective. But why... It, it, this is like... It's obviously weaponized. So... You would have, if, if in your heart you think there's any capability for that to be weaponized in error, then you need to check yourself. And if you don't think that there's an ability for it to be weaponized in error, I think that you're, you're, uh, well, firstly, I'd want to know your, your takes on the Joe Biden thing, but I, I would, I, I would just ask you why you are so cynical of, of some people and so trusting of others. But, uh, it was really disturbing to watch. Uh, I don't follow Justin Bieber. I don't know if everything he's done in his life is good. Uh, I do know that an accusation of that type, which is so clearly designed by 4chan committee, uh, I don't know why anybody would rush to believe it, except that they want to. Yeah, well... I don't know, dude. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is what we're saying at the top. Of, like, I don't want to fucking talk about Justin Bieber. Does anyone want want to talk about Justin Bieber? I know that we're talking about larger things and it's couched within the Justin Bieber thing. But like, yo, we've done this. It's boring. Like, everyone knows what our fucking take is. Like, why do we have to talk? Why do we have to go around the wheel every week and just like, you know, this week it's Justin Bieber and next week it'll be fucking um, Post Malone. They tried, like, they tried Adam Driver again. Who cares? I, like, like it, do, it obviously doesn't fucking... St- do we think Adam Driver is going to suffer a single day? 
No, Ansel Elgort probably had a bad week. I don't know who that is. Oh, the, is, wait, is that the, who is that? Tell me. That's uh, the son of multimillionaire uh, people who uh, sort of pushed their, they, they um, upstreamed their child from child to child actor because they have access. This is not opinion. This, although it is bitter on my end, even though I have had never had an ambition to be an actor in my life. Uh, and he is a, Form of ballet thing, a guy, I guess, but he is a good looking kid that was in Baby Driver. Okay. You don't remember that? I, I remember that movie. Okay. He's the baby. Oh, he's the baby. So that's the movie. That's the what's um, Simon Pegg or whatever. Is it Simon Pegg? Or no. Well, like it's the guy who does those Simon, like he, the guy directs, yes. Uh, yes. you know, Shaun of the Dead and those movies. Yes. The, Director is um, Spike Lee. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, known British filmmaker Spike Lee. Yeah, precisely. So, uh, Ansel Elgort got accused of uh, not well. Okay, let me be fully clear. Through through his accuser's lens, he was accused of rape. Um, however. She said that she did not, I believe, and everybody check this, I believe that she did not say no, but she she did not how to know how to communicate no. She just cried. Now, here's the, now, people, our listeners can have whatever view on that they want. Maybe Ansel Elgort's a monster, maybe he's not, whatever. But the part that was interesting to me was he was portrayed as a pedophile. Uh, and news outlets being as dishonest as they are and as an enemy to the people as they are, uh, said, whoa, 20- whoa, slow down there. Donald <laughs> said Ansel Elgort, 26 accused of now. Okay. Accused of sleeping with 17 year old. This is what some of them ran with. And let me explain why that's disgusting. And nobody should read an outlet that reported it in that fashion anymore. Uh, Ansel Elgort was 20 at the time of this accusation, the accusation being that he slept with a 17 year old. I am sorry to report that if you don't think that 20 and 17 is within the realm of things that happen all day, every day, you're so fucking Twitter. You're (laughs) so fucking Twitter. Like this is one that I don't even got to like, like, you know, the, the, I've been with an 18 year old. I know this because the youngest girl I was ever with, I called, I was 23, 24. And I was messing around with an 18 year old. And I, I remember calling the police because I honestly did not know the rules. And an officer laughed on my fucking phone. <laughs> I would imagine. And, yeah. and was like, yeah, dude, it's fine. So now let me explain something here. I don't, so you're not going to catch me. I'm not like defending Ansel because I got like a harem of 17 year olds, but you are being flatly dishonest. If you pretend that that's not a thing that occurs every day, or even if you think it's wrong, that it is not a thing that falls within reason. 
Like, don't get me wrong. You don't, you can say, Hey, that's wrong. That's fine. I'm, I'm open to that conversation. But if you're acting like a 20 year old being attracted to a 17 year old is pedophilia, you're fucked, man. You're really fucking fucked. You're high on your own superiority because that's not crazy. I'm sorry. That's just not crazy. I, I, you know, what's funny is that I have not, uh, when did this happen? Was this like, was this this week? Last week. It was last week. That did not come across my radar even a little bit. Yo, that's, that's wild. It consumed a lot of, uh, like idiot Twitter. I mean, well, I think at this point, the majority of Twitter is idiot Twitter. It's, it's, it's really, it's really, you ever see video drum? Yes. It's, that's what it is, man. I, I, it's, I, it's really, can I use, I, I, feel, I think I said this last time. Can I use the word toxic? I feel like it's really, really, really awful for people's mental health. Oh, I'd say it's several steps beyond toxic. It's, it's nightmare shit. It I, is. I, it is. It is kind of like, I feel like almost like you can make a horror movie out of it. Like it's, it's this like little, like one eyed demon that you put in your pocket. Yeah, I, I watched over the last week. I watched everybody who attempted to cancel. Some, not everybody, but like notable sort of people who attempted to cancel somebody else or joined in on a mob, then have their behavior thrown in their face. Uh, and it is so interesting to me. Like I, so this podcast uh, and my bands keep me somewhat relevant to a very small number of people, but and axe largely, grind. largely I'm getting older. I will eventually be irrelevant to people and I'm cool with that. But it's amazing to me when I look at like a 24 year old trying to navigate this world right now, where if you have a strong opinion about something, it's the eye of Sauron. Right. Yeah. Like as soon, as soon as you say, yeah, fuck this, then the eye turns to you. You're suddenly wearing the ring turns to you and then says, what about this tweet where uh, pretty uncomfortable retard use, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. yo, like this is where we're at. We're at the stage of like, you know, you saw people the first week say, this is cultural revolution. This is Maoism. This is, there was all these hysterical takes. But there's something to them that we are devouring each other to get ahead right now. We are like, whether we're getting ahead on clout or getting ahead in our careers, we are slitting each other's throats to do so. And it is so crazy to watch. But here's, Eric, here's what I think is interesting, to be frank. Like, this is like where I, I'm in for this. I'm like watching it with curiosity. Who cancels the cancelers? Who's going to be the last one to turn off the lights? You know what I'm saying? Like who, who it, it, when everyone is canceled, who remains? You know, it, it's interesting. Cause like, if you can remember 15 years ago, right? Like, like, like social media is not really a new thing, but like mass social media is like back, back when I'm going to do the, I'm going to be the old guy again, you know, 15 years ago, there were things, there were social media platforms like MySpace and like Friendster and shit like that. But it was like, 
the capabilities of that shit was limited to pretty much within your own social circle. And then Facebook came out and then Twitter came out later. And like, we're at this point. So basically the point I'm saying is like, yo, I would say that this shit is done whenever the new thing comes out. Right. Because back then the social media, the platforms kind of turned over. Now we're at a point where these social media sites, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're too large. They're too, they're, they're, they're already, they're like, this is what they are. You know, I, I would, it would be, I mean, it's possible that something takes their place, but like, I don't know what that would look like and I don't know what it would be. Maybe it would have to be maybe a a, a further admin in, in advent in technology altogether, maybe to, to phase this stuff out, um, which is not impossible, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're pretty much, we're pretty much set it's pretty much set in stone where these conversations are taking place. And like, as we've said a million fucking times on this podcast, uh, yo, these platforms aren't conducive to like rational discussion or thought. It's just yelling. It's platforms to yell. It's platforms to, to yell your thing. And the rightest thing is the winner. And, and, and that is determined by the, the amount of attention and likes and retweets it gets. That's the dominant opinion. That's the dominant, uh, you know, thought of, of, of the time. And, uh, you know, it's either, it's either get on board or, you know, you're either going to best case scenario, people just aren't really going to listen to you or you'll be, you know, ostracized worst case scenario. Someone takes your fucking job away. Um, if you're at all, you know, you know, divergent or whatever. And, and, and it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's not a fucking good way to be. Imagine being the kid right now, kid, I don't know, late teens, early twenties. That's like, huh, I'm reading this a certain way. And through my lens, I don't really see it the way everyone else does. But like, how can you at all feel confident in expressing that? Like, I would be scared to, I'd be fucking, you know what I mean? Listen, my, my, messages were filled with fucking dissenters o- over a thing that happened recently that people were really afraid to talk about, but they, they saw me as somebody that could maybe see it their way. And it's crazy how scared people are. But you it's know really- what the thing is like, cause we definitely have certain beliefs. We have really hard, hard line beliefs, certain, Maga. uh, we, <laughs> We have really, uh, we have con- strong convictions. We're we're opinionated people. That's why we have this fucking. That's why we feel compelled to do this every week. But like, yo, I have no interest in killing anybody. I have no, and and I'm I'm very welcome to hearing other points of view, and I'm very welcome to hearing people that don't agree with me. You know, like I, I I'm I'm not judgmental. You know, I only seek to understand. I don't seek to you know put you on trial for for whatever it is you think or say like so like yo i i if people feel comfortable coming to you coming to me coming to us like that's cool like i might not big up you but like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill you no i i there and there's some people firstly we were doing so good eric we had you slowly walking out of the 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 
malaise of being a, a moderate cuck and now you just fucking fell right back into the book. <laughs> Yo, you know uh, what? Cause you know what it is? I can't, I can't go that way because I have, my paranoia is too strong. I have a sneaking suspicion that this whole podcast is a Patrick psyop to turn me right wing and I won't relent. I won't give in. It would be funny if I turned you right wing and then turned on you as though like I was the super progressive. And, <laughs> That's and like that Shakespearean you, shit. Yeah. And you really let me down. You know I mean? <laughs> um, hold on. Where were we? What, what were we talking about? Uh, oh yeah. Listen, uh, yes. You're welcome to hit me with any thought you have. I don't co-sign like you being, when people hit me with their like, okay, everybody check this out. I will do Asian voice to Eric because Eric knows who I am and I trust Eric. But if you come to me with a take that is deeply offensive to a lot of people and I don't know you, you feel like a CIA plant that is, tr <laughs> that is trying to get me to agree with you in some type of way that is going to get me jammed up. So oh, yeah. understand that I'm not going to put myself on record agreeing with you, but I do in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, no, I, I have, yeah, I, I, you'll very rare, rarely get me to co-sign anything to be quite honest. I don't want, I don't want my, I don't like having my name out there on record. No, don't do the puppet man's dance, but here, here, yeah, here's don't what do the puppet man's dance. This is a promise. Personal correspondence are personal. I will never snitch on you. And if you ever snitch on me, I will kill you with my hands and I'll go to prison. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll turn myself in at the local precinct covered in your blood. Cameron. It'll be Kevin Spacey in seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I honestly think that sharing personal correspondence is the lowest thing you can do. It is trust. It is a, a thing of trust between two people. And I, I would do it if there was no other recourse. Like if I, like, like if somebody said some crazy shit about me and I felt like I had to jump out and, and then maybe, but that would be it. That would be like the craziest thing. Like, Hey, here's the receipts, but it, oh yeah, would, yeah. but I would feel ashamed of doing it because yeah, yeah. It, personal correspondence to me is like, Yo, if we can't trust each other, we got nothing. You know what I mean? Like nothing. So Yeah. I so, mean, if if I was afraid that the person was like if they were saying some like scary shit like they were going to hurt themselves, I might I might turn that over to someone. If I wasn't immediately available and I knew that there was someone around that could, you know, check in on them or keep their eye on them, I might I might pass that along. Okay, that's responsible of you. Yeah. Um the the uh not me. No. <laughs> Um, your, your life is your own. If you, uh, if you tell me you're going to, uh, actually, you know what? Other people's life can be your own. So far as I'm concerned, if you tell people that you're going to uh, use a bomb vest in, in a Walmart, I'll just go, damn, sounds crazy. <laughs> no, no, we diverge on that point. So what else would you like to talk about? Because, uh, it's been, I'm not going to lie. It has been a really tiring week. I, I, I'm seeing people turn on each other 
Like, so I'm going to repeat a thing that many people are saying that, Hey, everybody, it's not me saying this. Okay. It's not me. I would never say this. I think that this is like pretty controversial take that I would never side with. You know, I wouldn't the tone of your voice has me concerned. I would never put my name next to this one. White women could not let blacks have a fucking month. Uh Like it is all of the me too stuff that came out. Hey, Hey everybody, which by the way, I don't see me too as a women's thing. And to be frank, the biggest failing of it is that it is seen by many other people as a woman's thing, because as a dude who has gone through a thing or two, I find me too, to have no tangible benefit to me. I don't feel like I can speak on the thing that like maybe some people, maybe it would benefit some people if I spoke on because it, it is so frankly unwelcoming to dudes with my experience. It is like of no help. And that's why like whenever we talk about me too shit, I'm like pretty negative and lest anybody think that that's just because, uh, I'm, uh, Johnny 23 from fucking con air. It it is more that I just, I've, I've seen that it does the idea that it's there for victims is a crock of shit. So the, so I'm not trying to take anything away from you though. If you have a, a genuine grievance that you felt you had no other recourse, uh, but to, uh, address in this way, go with God. Well, but, it's, but, it's uh, all right, go on, go on. But, uh, it does feel like intersectionality is a poison to this conversation because if we're talking about black people, which, by the way, I saw somebody online go, if they use the word blacks, it means they're racist. What? Guess what, dog? No. It's, yeah, that's, no. Just not, that's just not a real thing. I'm glad that you tried to get that off. You know what I mean? It's like creating a new uh, fucking piece of slang. You know, you put it on Urban Dictionary yourself and hope that it takes off. That's not working. <laughs> you could say blacks. It's can, can, I, can, can I say the one that really, like, really makes me feel weird? Sure. Bodies. Oh, oh black bodies? Now? Yeah, Black like, body? yeah, or just yeah, like ex bodies. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, yo, that one is weird to me. Here's the good news, Eric. Uh, that doesn't sit right with uh, plenty of academics and activists as well. That there's some that debate true? there on, on that, so you don't need to feel like you're the out of touch geriatric white guy that you are. Um, it's just it feels but, like it feels like. I mean. I don't know. Maybe this is hyperbolic, but like there's something there's like a weird, like dehumanizing connotation to it. Like it's not, it's not a body. It's a person. Yo. Well, I think in some respects that's the point, but I think that it's, it, it, it's, it doesn't serve its own purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so at any rate, what some people are saying is that this me too wellspring might be a CIA psyop to take <laughs> the energy away from what, seems very clearly a relevant race struggle in 2020 and yeah, a civil rights I, movement. I think I'd call it. And I would never say that, but I like, like Trump says, I see a lot of people are saying it. Mm. Are a lot of people saying it? I haven't, I haven't seen that. It doesn't surprise me that that take exists, but I haven't, I have not seen that explicitly said anywhere. I'll say this, you know, just in defense of the, we'll, we'll just troubleshoot this idea. We'll just throw it around the room. Is it a psyop? Well, 
it has taken all of the air out of the room on my timeline for for anything related to George Floyd, uh, yeah. anything related to Breonna Taylor, uh, it, it, the, the Elijah kid who it's easily as disturbing as a fucking state sanctioned murder gets. Yeah. Uh, is that still has some resonance on my timeline, but I, I I'm going to, I almost put this on Instagram because I thought that people could understand my voice better than if I just tweeted it. Cause I'm not trying to tweet. I'm trying my best not to tweet any declaratives for people as though I have answers. And like, I just don't even want to engage with people on that shit, but I was going to Instagram a thing. And now I'm glad that this is the dialogue is shifting. And I've seen some conversation about this. The Elijah thing is really upsetting, but because he's a, he was clearly a gentle oddball. Let's not lose sight that if you're a fucking four time felon with a violent past, you're still not supposed to be the victim of an extrajudicial right. killing. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Even if you're so, guilty of a fucking crime, you're not supposed to be the victim of, of, of something like that. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that is a very, that's extremely relevant. And I think that point is being, I've seen one person, echo that thing and it was a tweet that was going around that was big that was just like by the way you're not supposed to kill guilty people either and it's like yeah yeah, i feel like that's not being said enough for sure now how do you feel uh, about uh the discourse that's evolving now that i i was i was grateful to see it because it's a, a contradiction that you and i tapped into pretty early which is abolish the police and arrest these police officers has some inherent contradictions yeah. in it. Sure. Yeah. I've seen, so I've seen some things going around about that and it's, uh, I, people are starting to address that and it's like, the, the, although I've only seen that being addressed like today, I mean, I, I mean, I do think that the, the, the officers that, that murdered, you know, that killed Breonna Taylor should be held accountable and, and, you know, brought to the just into the justice system. Um, but that I also don't, I don't necessarily believe we should abolish police. Fuck Eric. What? I'm, I'm trying to get us this fucking extremist money. God damn it. (laughs) No, I can't. I have to be consistent. God damn it. Every time I'm trying to like, and I'll take it from anybody. I'll t- right now I'm appealing to the uh, abolish police uh, uh, progressive crowd, but I'll take it from the stormfront crowd too. I just want steady money. You got to fucking Eric, come on, man. You, you, you just take a position you don't even believe. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. it. It would break my. It would break my soul. I can't take a position that I just. I that doesn't ring true to me. Mm. We gotta and get you a handgun. But, so but, but but anyway, what I'm saying is, yo, obviously, policing and prisons and all these things, even the justice system itself, needs some kind of reform. There needs to be some. There needs to be major structural change happening. And I hate to say that because like structural reform, that's so like politiciany, like it means fucking nothing. And I only say it yep. because yo, I don't, I don't know what the fucking I mean, answer is. Abolish. I know that the, there is a need you for these I mean? things so to be challenged weird. and changed, and that's why. That's why I'm kind of like you, where it's like, 
Yo, I don't. I might have lost I'm not. Eric. I don't know enough about oh, this I did stuff. Lose Eric. And like, I read more and more about it every oh, day. No. I'm not. Eric, I'm trying not to be Wi-Fi ignorant or, or willfully, you, you know, you know, blinding myself. But like, yo, there's a million other people out there that know and have way better things to say than I do. So I just, I don't want to cloud the discourse and it's, and it's, but yeah, back to the, to the main point about, yeah, there is an inherent kind of contradiction between arresting the cops and, and, you know, abolishing prison or abolishing cops or whatever. And, um, I've seen people reckon with that. Um, it's interesting, you know, it's kind of, I don't, I don't know enough about it to, to, I don't feel confident in repeating the thing that I saw. So I'm not going to do that, but it's out there. People are starting to talk about it. Yeah. But where do you think that arrives? Because what usually happens at this point is that there is the mental gymnastics and hoop jumping of trying to square a a round hole, you know, and it it, it is, uh, I, I hate the sort of faux academic approach to these things, which is just so goddamn dishonest. It's like it attempts to lose people in words and, and never really address the fundamental questions that people have. Like, Hey, there seems to be a contradiction. Can you help? And then you, you just put people off by saying a bunch of shit. Well, you like know, a bunch of, a bunch of yeah. fucking buzzwords. Uh, I, I mean, I honestly, it feels like to me when I see that happen, it's like, you're just, you're like, you're saying something very radical, right? Which is, which is, I guess is ab- abolish police or abolish prisons or whatever. Very radical. Um, you could, I'm not all the way there with you necessarily, but I bet you could convince me, you know, I bet you, I'm, I'm, I bet someone could talk me into being on that side of things. Um, but yeah, you're right. When this thing is reckoned with, it's like, you know, I kind of, when, when they get really into the weeds on it, I mean, that's obvious. That's what you have to do, kind of. That's what comes after sloganeering. But like when you do it on Instagram or when you do it on Twitter, it's like, I feel like you're just kind of trying to talk your way out of it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're trying to be ideologically consistent and you're trying to have an answer, which I commend you for both things on that. Um, but I think there's a part of you that knows that like, you're not the one who has to like really do the work, right? Like there's obviously a giant fucking chasm between the radical language that we, that you see on the internet and like the actual structure of our system. Yo, none of that. I mean, the progr- let's, let's be fair. The progressives kind of made some moves this week in terms of uh, local elections and stuff, but like there's still a major chasm between that rhetoric of the left on the line and the actual work within the system that needs to be done. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't connect with sloganeering. We've talked about this a million times. Slogans do nothing for me. I'm an, I'm an adult. I'm actually appalled by like a grown up that, that uses this, the language that should be for like a really, like rage against the machine style, 18 year old. I'm just, uh, and I'm listen, I, I play in fucking stupid bands, you know, like I know a thing or two about a catchy line and I, I, I just hate them. (laughs) Like I hate them. I'm I'm with them for like a week. And then after a week, it needs to be more than a slogan. You got to like, it needs to be more than that. Yeah. I I think that's fair. Um, I'm, uh, I don't know. I, 
I get like, I, I get actually bummed and disturbed by a lack of, a, a lack of direction. Um, I think it's fine to debate these things. And I think that people that are really invested in them should have a discourse. I don't think that one narrative should ever dominate the whole fucking thing. I think that there's, you know, there's conversation there. Like I'm now seeing, uh, with everybody getting canceled this week, predictably there is now the conversation that canceling is rooted in, in, uh, in carceral, carceral, uh, culture, right. That canceling is, uh, uh, in essence, a cop brain, uh, at work. And, uh, I think that that's fascinating because I have the cynical as fuck response to that, which I don't like out of other people. So for example, if Neil Brennan responds to a Chris D'Elia, uh, arre- Chris D'Elia did not get arrested. Don't sorry. Uh, if he, a Chris D'Elia accusation with, I believe in due process. He gets murdered yeah. and people assume that he's got some skeletons, right? That's, that's cynical as fucking borderline evil, but I'm right there when it comes to people talking out of both sides of their mouths on canceling. I saw somebody who I've seen personally go to great lengths to cancel another human being this week say you start using the buzzwords of, you know, it's just an extension of carceral culture and we have to look beyond this and, but, and okay, okay, okay. Hey, this you, because last year you were fucking calling for the destruction of somebody's business. You know what I mean? So what happened in that year? Did you get smart? Did you get compassionate? Did your EQ go up or maybe, maybe, and this could just be cynical. You're too close to a thing that you never thought you'd be close to before. So maybe your homeboy got called out. Maybe somebody in your circle got these fucking, and listen, that doesn't mean that I disagree with that person. I think that that person's right. I think call out culture, uh, uh, cancel culture is straight up cop. That is fucking police through and through. I don't give a fuck, but for the, for certain people, and listen, I don't hold it against it. Better to get smart at some point than never get smart at all. But straight up in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, did they get, did they get your brother? Is that what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, did they get yeah. your homie? Well, I mean, it's 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 quote unquote like cancel culture. It's like it's a really broad thing, right? And I don't think it's you know, look, if Crystal Lee is out here raping, yo, cancel the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I have no patience for that shit. But like. You are right when it's when these things can be weaponized, and it's like, you know, do I think you know should Crystalia be around fucking people if he's if he's doing that shit? You know, no. But uh, you know, the the kid who said who made a gross joke on a podcast in 2016, you know, if he if he apologizes to the person that he made the joke to, what more is there to really say? Let him live. It was you know it's an unfortunate statement. So there's there's two there's there's i mean i always say this right this is, this is the the line that i repeat yo like this is a nuanced issue and you just got to look at every little piece you got to look at every what's the accusation you know what are what are the details what are the facts what are they saying what are they saying it's 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 not it's not a blanket to me and it's like i really feel like when we blanket things you do everyone a fucking major disservice so like but again again it's it's just, it's these conversations are too fucking hard to have on Twitter, you know? And like, 
you know, if Twitter is a space that like we can hold people accountable for doing something that's really fucking nasty, i.e. raping people, then great. Then that's then that's a good thing. Right. But like destroying someone's life, you know, that's, you know, that that, you know, said something back in 2006 to, you know, I can't I can't go there with you, you know? Well, Eric, it's going to take a Bieber to take Twitter to court because right now everybody's afraid because Twitter can outlast you uh, in the court system. They're going to bully you. But the reality is that when Twitter started moderating and not allowing certain content, they made themselves a publisher rather than a platform. And what they then allow is if Bieber can prove damages from somebody on their, that, that Twitter allowed to be published and stay up indefinitely. Yeah. Then Bieber has a very good case against Twitter, but nobody has pursued this in any meaningful way because nobody has the hundreds of millions needed to fight Twitter in court. So, uh, I think that that'll eventually happen. Like some Peter Thiel style, uh, billionaire will back somebody in a, in a, uh, 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 Hulk Hogan sort of way and try to break down Twitter because yo, you allowed an accusation that now it hasn't gone to court, but receipts by the Bieber camp were brought up within hours to show that he was not in the place that he is accused of being. Now there's no, there hasn't been any independent investigation of those receipts. They could have been manufactured for all I fucking know. Although I'll be honest, sure. that seems like an incredibly high risk move from the Bieber camp. Yeah. So uh, I tend to believe them over an, uh, an anonymous accusation. But here's my question to our listeners, and I hope that this does not sound too pedantic. What if it's not an ugly 4chan troll male? What if it's a woman who made the accusation against Bieber? Because there was actually two accusations. I don't know if you saw, Eric. And one of them was from a woman who did put her name on it and is very clearly mentally ill. Now she has a lot of followers, but she is unwell. Obviously like very, this isn't a judgment call on my part. It's just the fact. And she, a lot of her behavior flies in the face. Like, you know, it's her saying that she never met, never met Justin Bieber. And then to have that on record and then three months later say that you were sexually assaulted by him three years ago seems highly suspect. Like, don't get me wrong, Eric, you and I, if we, if people audited our tweets, they'd be like, did you really come directly into your keyboard uh, on June 5th? And, you know, I'd be like, I don't know. I think I was making a joke. And if somebody could hold it against me, that might be a problem because, Hey, I did say it, you know, <laughs> like, so potentially, she was lying when she said she never met him and she was attacked by him. That's possible. But her behavior is so unconvincing between then and now that like, look, did two people just come out and accuse Justin Bieber of a thing that isn't true? And if so, where do they fall in the, in the believe women mental and emotional guidepost? Like, like within that framework, are you comfortable to our listeners? This is a real question. It's pedantic, but it's to, it's to a point. Do you feel comfortable saying they're unwell? Okay. So then what they're, they get off. 
And do you feel comfortable saying they're lying? And if you feel comfortable saying either one of those things, then how literal is believe women? Is it just a guidepost to offset the fact that women get such a fucking raw deal in the court system? Criminal justice, by the way, a criminal court, by the way, not, not necessarily, uh, uh, civil, uh, is it, is it just to offset or do you honestly believe it? Because what happens like Eric, what happens if you back somebody and then you find out they were full of shit? Do you own it and say, Oh yeah, I'm going to have to reevaluate my slogans or do you just push on and pretend that it never happened? I mean, I, if you're asking me, if I, if I backed the wrong horse, I would own it. And say, look, you know what? I made a big fucking mistake here, didn't I? I apologize to the, the anybody that may have been harmed through my whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I think a low life would would just act like it never happened. Yeah, and I th- I see a lot of low lives out here. You know what I mean? Well, so again, it's yo. Know, I don't know anything about the fucking Bieber thing. Uh, I I you know look into it for yourselves. I, I have no I have no idea. Um, but. Again, as we say this every single time, like, yo, take these things. If someone says something about someone else, if someone's aggrieved, yo, take it seriously. Don't, don't, you know, I think a lot of the, the believe women and, and, and the me too movement and all that is like, it's because it's obviously, you know, I'm saying obvious things here now. It's historically that women, you know, didn't feel, you know, like they had a space to, to speak out on these things and, you know, no one believed them, you know, people, you know, women would get shut down or blacklisted from industries and stuff like that. So, you know, I understand it, but you're right. I mean, it's like, how literal is that? Because you can't pretend that some shit like that can't be weaponized. And, 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 or I, that it, as we pointed out with the Biden thing, that it will, it will be weaponized for forevermore. Like Eric, we talked about the guy in comics that got canceled and how, it sh- him getting canceled probably shaved a million dollars off of the budget of the show that he's connected to. And that's the second dude to shave a million, to have that circumstance happen. The other one did not shave a million off, but it probably shaved a good chunk. Uh, so there's now people in the business that believe that these are being weaponized on the financial level, not just on the uh, political level, but on the financial level to, to, leverage people out of positions where they would have to get where larger entities would have to pay out. And if that could be proven true, even once, I think that we're in a whole new era. We're in a whole new sphere of morality clauses. I think that there's going to Eric, you know what I've been saying for years, which is that you need personal protections or you need, you need governmental protection. Uh, this is Mr. This, so people that try to label me as a libertarian and shit, this is the least libertarian thing in the world. So, uh, try to square that hole in, in your idea of me. Uh, I, in my heart believe that if I'm going to pay into a system via taxes, then I need protections for my right to free speech off of the job site. And I think that we are going to have to approach that topic sooner or later <laughs> because these corporations are going to use anything against you when you become a financial burden. 
and they will strip from you your work, which your work, by the way, everybody is independent of any wrongdoing that you've committed. If you worked, you deserve, this is my Marxism. Now, if you worked, (laughs) you deserve to get paid for your fucking work. I don't care about anything else. They could terminate a contract at the end of your contract, but you deserve to get paid for your fucking work. Yeah, you know what's crazy. World unite. You know what's crazy is that the the modern discourse of of Marxism is like somehow stripped work away from like the entire conversation. Have you noticed that? Yes, we've talked about it. There's there's a there's a anti work Marxist, which by the way should be no surprise to anybody. Like, listen, I'm going to get geriatric. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Okay, so. I'm going to be incredibly sympathetic to a millennial Marxist right now and incredibly charitable. Uh, We have completely removed you from the notion of upward mobility. We have saddled you with college debt that is so intimidating that you're going to have nothing when you get older and you're not going to rise above the station that your parents birthed you at. And that's incredibly discouraging. And then it is not a Fox News uh, conspiracy to say the honest truth, which is then you go to college and you are inundated with a, again, academic approach to Marxism that doesn't account for class. It accounts for just the cultural Marxism that like Jordan Peterson and those dudes are always fucking panicking about, but it does not account for class. It, it, it substitutes race for class and really is a bizarre like scholarly, like Northeast, what it is, is it's a bougie Northeast read on Marxism and it's nonsense. And then you're, so you're inundated with that idea and you are shut out of upward mobility in the United States. Uh, the idea of reaching the upper, upper middle class on your own merits and not just inheriting your parents' money. And then you, uh, so you have no commitment to entrepreneurship because you don't see the point. You see yourself as working at a corporation from the, from the day that you enter the workforce until your death. Uh, and therefore you have no, no, uh, commitment, no sort of, uh, buy-in, no equity in your own careers and therefore your path forward in life. So Eric, listen, Let's. I'm going to get in trouble for the for an anti looting stance right now. Oh, um, you well, could look, not. Think- get, you couldn't get me to burn down a franchise of any type. Like people are like, "What about Target?" Listen, okay, fucking. I don't know how car- car- Target is structured. I do know how fucking uh, like Taco Bell's are structured, and when I see. Like you couldn't get me to burn that down any faster than you can get me to burn down a mom and pop. And here's the reason. I don't see four walls when I look at a business like that. I see someone walking through the desert with something on their back, struggling for years to make something. That's what I see. I literally see my own career, which has taken fucking forever. And I see the nights on the couch. I see the fucking uncertainty. And I see that somebody committed themselves to something fully and took a run at it. And the idea of stripping that from them makes me physically sick. That's not an exaggeration. I get fucking very physically uncomfortable at the idea of taking something away from. And listen, whenever 
the moderates try to take this um, moral high ground, they'll make it about the proud immigrants who came here and and did right. And this, listen, that's so fucking true. But I don't even need to go there. I'll stand on my own fucking two with this and just say, I don't give a fuck if the guy's a bad guy. He suffered for what he got. And I can't take that away from him. So it's, but I think that young people are so, so fucking distant from the idea of entrepreneurship. They're so removed that they can't, there's no respect for it. And and I think that, and I don't blame them because we've basically handed them a a world where, hey, you're going to have to work for these heartless fucking, these heartless corporations that'll slit your throat as soon as you become a liability. Oh yeah. And if a mob can make it so uh, they need to cut ties with you, they'll do so without a moment's compunction. And yo, so what we have is a Tinder, like a, a, like a Tinder box of, of the worst case scenario, which is disaffected non workers. Right. And I'm not, I listen, I'm the laziest fuck anybody ever birthed. You don't, I'm, you're not going to get me to go to a fucking machine shop or, or, or smelting operation or whatever, but there is something so lost in our current, like stay at home. It's fine. You can work from home from your computer, a COVID economy and so fucking removed from the idea of upward mobility that I think young people are fucked. They're fucked and fucked and fucked. I mean, and they're going, they have no option but to live in a fucking cyberpunk dystopia where they literally are the property of corporations. Well, that's the, I think I'm glad you brought up COVID because that's where I was going to slide into. I mean, I think, you know, entrepreneurship was already fucking hard as fuck before March of 2020. Now, going forward, like I was talking about with my friend who's like big time conspiracy dude, and we were talking about it, and it's like, Yo, this we're destined to just be corporate slaves forever because how can you ever have anything of your own? Like it's impossible now. Yeah, I I mean uh, my friends who have done it for themselves, who have built something for themselves and are now fucking looking at having to wonder if they're going to make it through the end of the year. It's like, yo, listen, anything can happen, you know? COVID is a once in a lifetime thing, uh, maybe. Hopefully. But but uh, I don't know if bailing out the fucking uh, banking class is really the move here. And if, I think if there is a uh, a political movement to get behind immediately after addressing the issue of race in this country, it would be the issue of class in this country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It, Eric, you and I are going to get accused of decentering black voices on this subject, but here's where I'm at taking the white women's job. (laughs) I'm happy to march lockstep with my black brothers on this topic. I'm not looking to decenter anything except to perhaps bring some small light to the fact that if we are worried about the elites, uh, the, the halls of power stepping on people, then let us also consider that I've never met a wealthy person who gives a shit about race. They do give a shit about keeping what's theirs. So much, so, so, so much of the race issue is a class issue. So fucking much of it. 
And oh, Eric, you just we got started. Canceled, what's that? You just got canceled. It's fuck. Yo, I'll stand behind that one. So much of the like, look, I'm a white guy from a middle class neighborhood in on the border of Queens and Long Island. Take my opinion for what it's worth to you on the on the race issue. I am not a scholar. I'm not an activist. Take it for what it's worth. But from what I've I went to college from what I've seen, yo, the class issue. That's a big that's a big fucking part of this shit. Yes. And I feel like we were we were broaching that conversation maybe like three years ago. Like that was really like when did I hate to use this as my benchmark, but when did when did Jay Z put out forty four uh four forty four? Probably three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Yo. That I was like stoked on that because I was like, yo, this this is a conversation that is as well as racism, classism, class in this country is long overdue. And like that's that's the fucking irony of it all, right? Because when it comes down to it, yo, I will ride with some of you Marxists. Like, yeah, fucking we, so much of this country has nothing. And so much of and and so little of this country has everything. Yeah. Let's cut their fucking heads off, bro. I'm with you. Let's do something about that. You know? See, I'm I'm not with that. I it's not a zero sum to me. Here's the deal. They advocate for themselves. Sure. We don't. We don't. You know what I mean? Like How do you mean? Th- th- that Th- that's what it is. It is and for people that are like, but they have all the resources to advocate for themselves. Yes, I know it's going to be hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's going to be a hard fucking road. But like, like, uh, and so me, me sh- resenting and shitting on another man versus advocating for myself, it might amount to the same thing at the end of the day. But I, I know for a fact one of them is more efficient than the other. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, look. It's, it's, I stand by what we say. I, I, <laughs> I still this, don't take this out of context. I stand with the minister, the minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, I am, I, I'm 100% about self-starting and, and do for self. And I, yeah, I firmly believe that no one out there is going to help you with anything, save maybe your parents. If you have a good relationship with them, uh, you got to make things happen for yourself. But there is a, a very obviously an issue that needs to be reckoned with and in, in that uh, all right, I'm going to do the, the fucking Bernie Sanders thing, but 1% of the country owns 99% of the wealth. That's a fucking problem. The bankers and the billionaires. The billionaire class. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, it's not, yo, it's really not good. It's not the thing. I'm not, my main criticism of Bernie is he went too far. You won't ever get, you won't ever hear me saying that yet yeah, you, it's inherently in, unethical to make a billion dollars. I don't believe that. Um, but it might be unethical to make a hundred billion dollars I I, or $10 billion. Eric, I might ride with you there. Eric, that's that populism cuts both ways. So I think that that appeal, like that message appeals very strongly to the uh, c- college graduates uh, with, I mean, look at who Bernie's supporters were college graduates who are working jobs that they think are beneath them, uh, with a ton of debt. I think that that makes total sense to them. I think that there is a large part of the working people in this country who don't care about Jeff. I had a conversation with two dudes about Jeff Bezos yesterday where they were like, 
yeah, his money and my money aren't the same. I'm worried about me. You know what I mean? And I think that that is what the majority of Americans care about is, Hey, Jeff can keep his money. I'm trying to get mine. And I think that that needs to be addressed in a meaningful way because the way that we're doing things right now, like the way Bernie did things, which is to like set a populist uh, target uh, uh, on the billionaires. I think that works for some of us and other people just go, yeah, man, I, I, can I get ahead? I don't think that I like, if I kill Jeff Bezos, do I absorb his, like, is he the head vampire? Do I absorb his money? Is that because listen, I'll kill Jeff Bezos for the money right now, but I don't think that's the way it works. No, probably not. Um, it's, it's interesting. Do, do, do we want to pivot? How do we address COVID this week? Because we've been consistently reporting uh, the COVID situation. Where do we stand? Because it looks like it's, it's coming back in, ter- in terms of the uh, dominant media story. Yeah, so I've got – yeah, so they – as soon as they could turn their eye off of black people, the media did. Uh, I've got a bunch of information in front of me, but people are just going to think it's dry if I just read it. Um, basically here's the long and the short is, uh, for all the panic that people are seeing online, uh, you need to cut through that. That is a meme. That is a mainstream media. Uh, I don't want to use lie because then people think I'm suspicious for using such strong language. It's a, it's a narrative that maybe doesn't have the juice that you're, that you think it does. Uh, cases are going to go up. Nobody thought they weren't. It's delusional and weird to think that they weren't. Uh, they're going to go up. Here's what's relevant to you. Uh, the average age of infection went from 70 plus to 35. Now, here's what that likely means. Sorry for anybody that's delicate. It likely means that the people who are going to die of COVID largely have died. Well, it's, it's I mean, that's, do we think that do you think that across the board or do you, I think that's the case in New York? I don't know about other places. No, I mean listen, there's going to be just so I'm clear, there's going to be deaths. Like when I use the word largely, I mean largely. I don't mean absolutely. But sure. I mean the, the deal is, is the the way that I'm seeing it is that I mean yo, it's it's now been nearly nearly a month of uh protests and large gatherings in New York City. And, and, you know, across the, the country, but, um, you know, the cases have not spiked in New York in the way that they are in other places. And to me, what people online, the very righteous people want to say, everyone at the protest was wearing masks. That's why. No, that's, I think that's everybody. Really- hey, hold on. Let me interrupt everybody. The masks thing. Uh, I now have deep sympathy for anti-vaxxers because anti-vaxxers are people that are like, wait, I heard this thing. And then everybody goes, you fucking hick moron murderer and then they're like whoa 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 why are you coming at me like that you piece of shit and that's i now feel for those people because the way that people have latched onto the mask thing hey everybody australia had this beat now they're starting to lock down again but they had this beat and at no time did they suggest you wear a mask nobody wore a fucking mask on the continent 
and they had it beat. So explain that. Explain if it is masks, which is the secret fucking recipe to beating Corona. Explain why there are nations who have a much better record than we do with this, who never fucking suggested it. It's a band-aid, you tits. Well, it is so fucking... D- listen, the idea that... And listen, the, the protests that I went to, largely people did wear masks, for sure. If anybody thinks that you can have 30,000 human beings in close contact and that masks are going to be the difference maker on fucking infection, you're fucking insane. Yeah, well, but but that's what I'm saying. It's It's... it's you know, the reason why things aren't spiking in New York is because it's what you said. You know, the vulnerable population was, was, I hate to be harsh. Sorry if you're fragile. You know, the vulnerable population was cold. Like, I, re- I really honestly believe that. I think largely that's what happens in New York City, in New York State. And people want to characterize what's happening, you know, in Texas and Florida, in California now. This is the second wave. No, bro. This is their first wave. They never had what New York had in any way. They didn't come close to what was going on in New York. And yep, there's a lot of differences, geographical, whatever, however, you know, uh, population-wise, whoever you want to talk about it. We're still going through the the quote-unquote first wave. I think it's going to be the only wave. I think it's going to call the vulnerable populations in those places. And I then it I I think that's you know, look, it'll always come back. It'll come back in a year. Some people will die. The hospitals won't get overflowed. Some people will get it. Most people will who get it will be fine. And, and you know, it'll always be a media narrative that they, that they drum up whenever it's convenient and whenever, you know, it's a slow news day or whatever. Um, yes. It's Eric. sad, I guess, you know, like I, I don't, yo, I don't want to see it. I, it pains me to, to see a single person die ever. But, uh, Yo, that's just what it is. A lot of the places, you know, like people always want to talk about South Korea. Yo, South Korea, what they did, the measures that they took in that they put in place was like beyond draconian. It was it was George Orwell's like worst nightmare what they did there. You know what I mean? And like however you feel about that is how you feel about that. That's fine. You know, if they quote unquote the right thing, you look, they got sports coming back, so maybe, you know, however you want to see it, they did it right. But it was never, it was never a chance going to happen here. Never. Yeah. But and the half-hearted, that, the half-hearted lockdown that, that we bag. did, the half-hearted everything that we did, I don't know how much of a difference it made. I don't know. Other than. Well, Eric, that's interesting. Let, let me do some follow-up. Uh, up to 50% of additional deaths may have been caused not by COVID, but by the effects of the response, i.e. policies and panic. For example, the treatment of heart attacks and strokes decreased by up to 60% because many patients stopped visiting hospitals. Are you, are so, you, are you reading from the, the, the forbidden no. tomes right now? <clears throat> no, no, no. Different, uh, updated forbidden tome. I got, I got uh, a new one. You liked protocols of COVID, but I got a new one. Are you ready? Yes. The, the Necra COVID cone. Oh, I like it. I like it. That, that's good. You don't need to workshop that one. That's that's ready to print. So uh, it, it, here's the thing, um, everybody. Do you remember 9-11? Vaguely. Refresh my memory. Okay. So it was a terrorist attack that kept people out of planes. As a result, they drove cars. Uh, it, that was the hologram buildings, right? 
that was the hologram buildings never existed. Uh, a, a bunch of crisis actors running around with dust on their faces. It, it was, it was embarrassing. We all saw through it. So it, w- what happened was, uh, reported traffic accidents, uh, and traffic related deaths spiked because people were afraid to get So nine 11 killed more people on the road than it did in those towers. Now, I say this because there's unintended consequences and some, and uh, sometimes you can see them coming. Sometimes you can't, but it seems evident that, okay, for example, uh, this is all thoroughly cited by the way. Uh, several experts believe that, uh, Psychological problems, suicides, delayed treatment, and domestic domestic violence may claim more lives than the virus itself. Now, that's a bold statement, but let's that's keep going. According to the UN, millions of people around the world may fall into absolute poverty and famine, which causes more disease and death. One estimate from professors at Stanford and Duke uh, have calculated that we've lost more years of life due to our response than to the virus. So, look if you are a simple fuck who can only operate on what's directly in front of you, like a bull chasing uh, a, a, a robe that is in the blowing in the wind, it's red, chase it, attack it. Then I understand you can only do what you can do. It's in front of you. And Hey, masks, everybody, I'm going to yell at some people online about masks. That's my duty here. But if you are thinking critically about this, you must have some fucking questions by now. You know what I mean? Like you must have, there must be something for you here to go. Hmm. Not sure. I'm not sure. I'm a hundred percent on that. Well, yo, here's the thing. Here's where I think we can uncancel ourselves, do it or our COVID takes and unite form a united front with our, with our COVID, you know, with our official story believers. Yo, if we were just going to say fuck it after three months, then why the fuck did you lock down at all? Right. Yeah. Can't we all yes. agree on that? Also, Eric, if somebody says uh, the protest didn't cause a spike in COVID, then guess what? We we have to storm the White House right now. You know well, yeah, I mean? no, like, that's like that's the real. That's kind of the the line where I draw with the dishonesty is like, yo, if these protests didn't cause a spike, then our understanding of it is not is 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 incomplete, and that's being generous. I I, yes. I might say totally fucking wrong, but like. That, that yo, be just be honest with yourself. Like it's a protest is a large gathering, and I'm all for it. I'm all in on it. I think it was justified. I think it was necessary. All the George Floyd protests, I am with it. But be honest with yourself, my friends. It if on a scientific level, it is a number of humans gathering in a single place. If unless you believe a mask is a magical item that you get in D and D that prevents, you know gives you a, 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 a buff that prevents, you know, infections. Um, yo, if things didn't spike from that, then there's something else going on. Isn't there? Yes. One would think. <laughs> so, uh, here's the last thing that I'll say that is controversial. Uh, although it is thoroughly cited once again, uh, this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. 
You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. <sighs> What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. At peak, New York City had one in six hospital beds open and one in 10 ICU beds open. Uh, hospitals had capacity. Nationally, the CDC reports that COVID-like illness represented around 7% of hospitalizations. It is currently under 2% of hospitalizations. And that this article is from three days ago. So it, it is... Look, everybody, I know that nobody likes these takes. It makes some of you very angry. You don't have to think I'm smart. You don't have to believe me, nor do you have to believe the people that are drawing the conclusions that I'm reading from right now. However, it is worth saying that all of this is thoroughly cited from typically government sources. So look into this because I, here's what's real. I might be full of shit. Take me with a grain of salt, but I promise you the media is full of shit. I, pr I may be full of shit. I promise you whatever oh, news you I, are I, absorbing is yeah. full of shit. I've seen wild dishonesty in the last, I think I sent it to you. There was an article, New York Times, article published by the New York Times showed a picture of a lung that was, there was a double lung transplant from a COVID patient, looked scary as shit. Her, she was 20, she's 27. They reported her as 20. She's 27. Her lungs looked like they, they looked like raisins. They looked like they were years of emphysema. Scary, scary article. Uh, it was reported under the, as it was reported, she was a 20 year old with no pre existing conditions, false, and her age, false. Now, 20, 27, maybe that's splitting hairs, the very young age. Uh, but the pre existing conditions thing, that's a big one. That's a big one. Big. Having a compromised immune system, big one. That's a big thing to claim that she doesn't have. You know what I mean? And she yes. does. That's why she that's why she needed a fucking double lung transplant. I have now known at this point, confirmed about a dozen people that have had COVID. They're doing fine. They're doing fine. See, can't use that error. Can't use it. I understand. I, like it. I understand the flaw in 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 uh in in anecdotal. I I I, I understand that. And yes, again, I, I get it. A lot of people are, are succumbing to this and it's sad. But it's mostly very elderly people and people with compromised immune systems. If you don't fall into either of those categories, I don't think it's much of a concern to you. Do what you got to do. You know, if you, I, I look, I don't fucking want it either, but going into hysterics about what you read, read a little closer. You know what I mean? And just calm your lizard brain, calm your ape brain down and just think about it. And, Please. and, and again, I think where we can unite on all of this is, yeah, yo, I don't think I'm, I'm not convinced there ever should have been a lockdown. Um, in new, in place like New York city, I I'm, I'll, I'm willing to bet that keeping people off the subways probably made a significant difference. Those, I commuted on, on the L train in Brooklyn for, for years. And that was nose to nose. I have no doubt that kept the rate of infection down. So take that for what it's worth. You know, I'm, I'm sure that measure must have had it had an effect on the numbers. Um, I'm, you know, as far as where we're at now, I really, the way that I see it, I really think that 
we've just our vulnerable population expired. You know, I really think that's where we're at, and that's why you don't see the numbers so big right now. And um, I just think that's what it is. That is going to bear out if the average infectant is in their thirties for sure. Now, Eric, let, let can I? I have a position here that I think is going to save us from you getting canceled, which uh, I, I'm uh, I'm more comfortable uh, jumping into the volcano. You, you, you're a little less. So I think I just found a way to, to be the allies that we need to be. Tell Are me. you ready? I'm, I'm excited. So from now on, when we point out something that sounds right wing – like if if we take a similar position to people that are right wing, they take the, they take a similar position to, to that. I think we can insulate ourselves from criticism by suggesting that it is a psyop, mm. right? So here's what I mean. I'm going to read something for you that feels manufactured to uh, sow division in the United States. Now, if you are on the right. Now you and I are going to hear. We're, I'm going to what I'm going to read to you. I have no doubt you're going to listen to it and go, "Oh, that's uh, wow. Um, that seems so tone deaf. And why would they do that?" And and the right is saying this is because of cultural Marxism, indoctrination, the new church of of wokeness, blah blah blah. All this stuff that the right is saying. And I agree with them that this is insane. But I'm going to suggest – I'm going to play both sides by suggesting that it is a CIA PSYOP. Are you ready? Tell me. Okay. So a Berkeley student was shot in the head last night. Uh, he's a goofy kid that was wearing a, uh, a pro like improv shirt. You know what I mean? Like he was like an improv troop kid. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Oh, no. I know. RIP. RIP. So uh, – so Berkeley announces a uh, or okay. UC Berkeley is a student there. RIP to the improv nerd. Uh, his family's probably really going through it now. <clears throat> Berkeley UC Berkeley uh, uh, issues a statement that I saw retweeted by right wing Twitter, and I thought it was, I thought that there was some manipulation going on, but I'm now at the UC Berkeley site. And here's what it says. Tell me. They say, hey, here's, uh, you know, there's a reward uh, for any information. You know, it's a senseless tragedy, all the stuff that you would expect. And then we realize this is a difficult time for those of you that knew Seth. It is important to know that individuals may express their grief differently, and we need to respect the different ways people react and support each other in the days and weeks that ahead. Many of you may have had a close friendship with Seth and are feeling a sense of loss and disbelief. Others, like many of us, are experiencing stress, grief, and anxiety related to the coronavirus pandemic and the recent murders of George Floyd, Rhea Milton, and other black Americans. Eric, this, I need you to promise me if I'm murdered and anybody makes it about something other than me being murdered, I want you to murder them. Will, <laughs> will you do th- Will you do that for me? Because you can count on me on that. Yeah. Because here's the problem. Seth being shot in the base of his fucking neck and dying tragically at how old was this motherfucker? He was 19 years old. Jesus. So, this poor fucking kid murdered 
has nothing to do with George Floyd. Nothing. Nothing at all to do with the grief and loss that that the, the students of UC Berkeley might be feeling about George Floyd. Nothing. Wait, what so, wait, how he was killed? He was killed by the police? No. No, wait. They don't know who killed him. Oh. They don't okay. it, it, Eric, what I'm trying to tell you is that this is a non sequitur. Right. <laughs> it is it is so if you're on the right right now, you're saying, Holy shit. Yeah. Look at look look at how cultish this is that they built this statement about George Floyd and the murder of black Americans into the news alert slash uh, obit for this nerdy white improv kid who got shot under mysterious circumstances, having nothing to do with police or being black. Yeah. We- so, weird, weird thing to include. Absolutely bizarre thing to include. Now here. So if we're, if we were going to take the, the uh, basic brain, the earth brain take that the right wingers are taking, that this is just more church of wokeness, indoctrination, bizarre fucking uh, like, like smooth brain idiocy, then uh, that would be one thing, but we're not going to do that. I'm going to say that this statement was written by agent. (laughs) mm, I'm going to say agent, uh, Salvador Savari, who, who is uh, a field operative uh, in Oakland, and he drafted this uh, late at night, sent it over to the dean and said, this is what needs to go, ask no questions. Because there is no fucking way that somebody with their wits about them thought that this was the approach. It's fucking insane. <laughs> so I call PSYOP. It's it's bizarre. I mean, it came, it came from a college. Yes. Yeah, that's the why. College he atten- <laughs> the college he attended. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, so, look, it's, we don't have to play around. It's, we, we know what the deal is. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the college kids. <laughs> college kids? <laughs> you, think a, you think a kid drafted this? I don't know. I think it's uh, no. You know what I think it is? Is that this is our Tucker Carlson segment? Uh, I think it's I think it's faculty that's afraid to like not say the exact right thing. You know what I mean? Oh no doubt. But <laughs> I but if we say that, then we are then we are siding with Tucker. Oh, but if we, are we? But but if we say yeah, if we say the obvious thing, then we're <laughs> then we're siding with Tucker. However. If we say that uh, th- that it is a CIA psyop meant to sow division, then I think I think we're there. Mm. Have you? Do we want to even? I, I'm afraid to broach it because I think I know where you're at, uh, and I think I know where I'm at. But the f- the fireworks. Oh yeah! Come on, man. <laughs> No, you know what, man? I I I've seen some pretty convincing video footage. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, cops driving around Harlem in a circle with their sirens blaring slowly, He's driving like two miles an hour at like three in the morning up 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 Lexington, doing circles around the block with their sirens on. What's that got to do with fireworks? It's, it's the point is that they're that that. 
basically what happened was in New York City is de Blasio, um, in response to the defund the police stuff and in response to the, the protests, they eliminated a division of the, of the police force that was like plainclothes cops. Um, and then with this firework stuff, he like recreated an entire plainclothes division to, to find the fireworks people. I think this one is a legitimate psyop. Uh, okay. So you're saying that, uh, they did it to get their budget back. I I'd say they did it so they could, yeah, basically so they could just retread the thing that they did to appease the protests. Uh, okay. But uh, what about the rest of the country that are, uh, that is also saying they're getting hit with fireworks all day? I mean, look, it's not, I'm not saying all the fireworks are the cops. Yo, fucking, yo, summertime in New York City is loud as shit. There's a lot of people unemployed. Fireworks are fun. No doubt there's just a lot of people having fun. But, uh, you know, four in the morning on a Tuesday, you know, giant like Macy's level display. Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta, you know, I'm, I might go sigh up. I or someone's got no the ill hookup, in which case hit me up. I haven't seen no fucking Macy's level display. Uh, like I've th- that shit is getting so overstated. If listen, if you Eric have living have lived in New York neighborhoods on the Fourth of July, you know that people have greater access than we ever assume. There's some crazy shit that pops off, like impressive fireworks. I, I'm just not fucking sold on the idea that cops can keep a secret. You know what that's, I mean? That's, like, that's true. I, I, I have a, a, a good buddy of mine is an FDNY and they're always, you know, in tandem with the cops. And I've seen people say that the FDNY is in on it and I pressed him on it. I said, yo, everyone's flying around with these rumors that the cops are setting shit off. Like, what do you know about it? Like you're a firefighter in Brooklyn. What do you know about it? And he said, he's heard absolutely nothing. So eh, he could be lying to me. Take it for what it's worth. Mm. Um, your microphone is acting wild now, so I think we'll probably cut it now. All right. Uh, remember, everybody, if anything that the left does that is weird is a CIA psyop, we are good allies. Don't yell at us. We're just looking out for everybody so that there's no, you know, we don't want you to get blamed for something you didn't do. It's obvious that the CIA is the one doing all the bad shit. You guys are doing all the good shit. Don't worry. Right. Yeah, it's always whatever your, it's always your frame is always correct. There's no, there's no uh, reason to put yourself in other people's places. There's never a reason to question your frame. It is the undeniable truth. And all those who do not fall in line are uh, the scum of the world and they need to be uh, put into forced uh, labor camps immediately um, upon the rising of the Red Star. So uh, we're with you. Well said. <laughs> um, hit the hit the Twitter at WP Timeline. I haven't looked at it in like a month. Um, you got to look at it. What are you doing? Uh, hit the Patreon, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Okay, so we did a, a Patreon thing, thing where we, we ran a poll a couple weeks ago and we said, what do you want? We said, do you want, do you want just more bullshit politics on here or do you want us to watch the movie Critters? And it was pretty much a dead heat. It was pretty much, honestly, 50-50. So I think our response to that should be, we'll watch Critters and look at the news at the same time. I like that. I think we should do a real-time watch of Critters, though. We should do yeah, like a yeah. riff tracks on Critters. Let's let's riff tracks Critters. I'm, I'm all about that. I like the Critters movies. I think they're on HBO. Um, I just installed, uh, thank you, shout out to uh, YouTube guy. Um, 
I uh, just put in a new hard drive in my PS4, so I'm all I'm ready to game. All right! Wow. Yeah, uh, that, that's very that's very exciting. You got? Are you going to play The Last of Us Two so that you can uh, uh, join the discourse? Yeah, yeah. I I I liked the first game a lot, so I'll I'll check out the second one. Also, uh, last thing I'll say, so that we don't miss out on this news item, there's some uh, new platform called uh, Parlor. Is that right? I've not heard uh, of this. So it's a it's a censorship uh, free free speech sort of uh, gab sort of thing that that the the, the uh, conservatives are gravitating towards, so that they can have real conversations mm. without the without the Silicon Valley. Uh, uh, SJW is ruining their good time and everything. Let me let me just express something real quick. Uh, they're full of shit. They're full of shit. Anybody on the right that is advocating for free speech, I'm gonna need to check their record on that. I'm also gonna need to check their record in however many months when uh, it, their causes come into vogue. They have all the power. They don't feel persecuted. Uh, I'm gonna need to see how they behave then. Uh, because the right has a terrible fucking track record on free speech. Uh, it's only oh, yeah. in the last 10 years. It's only in the last 10 years that the left became draconian in this way. Uh, the right has so much to atone for. So uh, if you are, if I like, I, I won't go to that site just because, I mean, maybe I will. What the fuck do I care? But like uh, it, it is, I'm not looking to have conversations on Twitter about politics where I would, you know, so it doesn't really interest me, but I just don't buy it, Eric. Oh yeah, no, dude, don't like look. <sighs> We've said it a million times. The fact that freedom of speech is a right is seen as like a right wing value now is mind blowing to me. It's yeah, it's you. You say ten years. I say it's only in like the last like five ish years that the left kind of became eh, six years that the left kind of became this weird weirdo is about freedom of speech. Yo. The right has a horrible fucking track record on that shit. They, they're they're totally full of shit. If it, yo, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Yeah, uh, Ted Cruz, I'm not buying that you can actually that you're an actual free speech absolutist. <laughs> like no. I, I, I'm, I'm just not buying it. Fuck out of here. That's that's what'll get us uncanceled. You said you you put this at the end of the episode. No one who wants to kill us is going to listen that far. Yeah, it's such a fucking. This is where we hide our. This is where we hide our. All of our homies are left wing dudes, and all of our enemies are right wing dudes. And yet, like, like I, I hate them both so much, (laughs) like, like so much. I feel no kinship with either side, and it's very disappointing. It is. It sucks. Anyway, uh, hit the Patreon, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Get in on that one. We have a tier. We'll do a little cameo for you. Get in on that. It's fun. We haven't done one in a while. Um, hit that up. Hit the Twitter, I guess. And uh, I, we'll catch you next time. Cool. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. 
A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There's, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.